listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Keep climbing, keep digging. Um, you know, obviously this is painful because they, they really wanted this and we had a chance, but I told them don't make excuses. I don't want to hear excuses. You know, we ain't pointing the fingers at officials or none of that crap. What can, what can we control? And to a man, they all said getting back on defense, getting to the three-point line, trusting offensively. And so the fact that they're saying this stuff means that we got a chance to improve at these things. David Fisdale commenting after the latest Nick loss, this time to the Philadelphia 76ers by the score of 109 to 104. You're listening to ESPN New York tonight here on 98.7 ESPN. Here's the thing. I love what David Fisdale just said. I love and am happy that the players are echoing and saying the right things. But come on, come closer, come closer, a little bit closer, a little bit closer. That doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. They they said that during the film session. They said that during the last game they lost in big numbers. They said that during the last game that they lost close. Are they playing better? Yes. But are they really learning? Are they really learning? Because to me, they're making the same mistakes that they continue to make. They do not defend the three well. They do not get back on defense consistently, and they continue to have trouble moving the ball. When they move the ball, they play pretty well. When the ball stagnates and everybody wants to be a hero and they play hero ball, they lose. Ultimately, when you look at this game, there's one number that says it all for me. It's the fourth quarter. The Knicks gave up 35 points in the fourth quarter. From the third quarter to midway the fourth, they were outscored 22-5 at one point. 22-5. That's why they lost. Henceforth, our Twitter poll question. At Hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. How do you feel about this Knicks loss? Are you frustrated, hopeful, or not surprised? Let's go to the phones. Christian's in Staten Island. He leads us off on the ESPN New York tonight. What's up, Chris? Hey, what's going on, Larry? Uh, to answer the question, the loss has me feeling every single way you just mentioned. You know, I'm not surprised because that's, you know, what the Knicks do. They lead you on either, you know, they'll be losing for all three quarters and then in the fourth quarter want to give you life and try to get back in the game or they'll leave for all three quarters and then blow it in the fourth. So I'm not surprised. But at the same time, I'm, I like what I've been seeing the past couple games. I know you should have beat the Cavs and, you know, the Hornets. You know, mm-hmm. you lost on a heartbreaker. But to be as much be, – to be up 15 against the 76ers, which 17. is a contender. Yeah, 17, even better. Mm-hmm. To be up that much shows that, you you know, you're progressing at a – you know, and you're not like just – you know, you shouldn't be there. You know, they had a chance and they should have won this game. And seeing Frank is progressing, I love seeing him progress. And Dennis Smith to finally start getting, you know, rhythm coming off the bench. I love seeing that. So I do see a couple of bright spots, but of course you got to finish it out. And they could say all the right things, but you know, you got to, it was an L. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't win the game. It was a loss. So it's a lot of things to build on and building blocks, but you got to win. You got to finish it out. No question, Christian. I agree with what you're saying. And see, that's why I don't, see, I'm not sure how to read this. I don't know whether, Hopeful, is it false hope? Maybe they just aren't good. Maybe maybe we're looking too much into this team. 
See, I, I know they don't have a lot of talent, but I do think they're better than they played against Sacramento. And they're better than they played against Cleveland the first time that caused the front office to come running from their seats to talk to the media after the game. So I understand that I think they're better than that, but I don't know how good they really are. I just don't. I'm not, I'm not real sure. I'm not real sure how good they are. Roscoe's in Brooklyn. Hey, Roscoe, you're next on 987 ESPN. Larry, I feel the same way. I'm confused. I, I don't understand. We were up 17 in the third quarter. When even, uh, Larry, 17 points, Larry, can we play some defense at least? Well, here's the thing. They played a little bit of defense in the second quarter, but it's never consistent, Roscoe. And Correct. And then in the preseason, with all this, uh, oh, we're going to protect the house and we're going to, you know, this New York and – they're not even doing that. They're not even Well, aggressive. they tried to do that in the first quarter with Marcus Morris and Joel Embiid because there's a thin line, Roscoe, and Morris went over the line. And I understand because Embiid has an ad- has an attitude and, and a reputation. So I I'm got it. Though. I'm confused, Larry, though, but I'm, 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 <laughs> I don't even know what to say, man. I'm, I'm just I'm, – I'm, 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 I'm done, Larry. I've been done, but I'm just done with tonight's game. I'm, I'm not even going to think about it anymore. It's over. I'm you put it behind home. you already. All right, Roscoe, I got you. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to Jersey. Talk to Spike. He's next on 98.7. What's up, Spike? Brother Larry, this is the worst loss of the year. Wow, the worst loss of the year? I'm going to tell you why. I told you, wow. last, told you last night. You, you got a box in front of you? Yes. Okay. I don't know what it is, but turnovers to assist for Philly were gigantic. And the Knicks had very few assists. You want to read them to me? Sure. I... They had Knicks had fourteen turnovers. They had uh, seventeen assists. What Philly have? Three times as many. Philly had ten turnovers and thirty assists. Yeah, there you go. There's your game. And what did I say last night? If Philly, and you agreed with me. If Philly shoots forty percent from three. They it's win over. Again. I told you. Over. Yeah, you were right. Over. Done. Can't close out on the three, and I'm, uh, you're not going to like it. Well, you go, oh, by the way, I made that doctor's appointment today. Good, good okay. for you. Yeah, I thought, good for you. I, thought, I listen to you all the time. Listen, there are a lot of things in life. You're a good person. Thank you, sir. So, good soul. So, Fisdale has to keep Frank in. If Frank comes out of that game, they lost 14 or 15 points. I was watching him carefully tonight. If, who beat you? Trey Burke and Mike Scott? Yeah. Come on, Larry. Yeah. Come on, these are backups forever. Yeah, these guys have been in the league what five, six, seven years each. Right, and he lets Burke it. had Burke had nine points in fifteen minutes. Three out and of five. Three out of uh, three out of six. One of one from three. And James and Scott was Scott. four of eight, three, four of six yeah. from three. Twelve get, points in twenty-four minutes. Yes, and, and how many in the fourth quarter? We don't have to break it down. My eyes tell me. I saw he it. had at least he had at least nine of of those. It seemed like he had nine of those twelve in the fourth quarter. Scott. Well, they don't get, they don't close out. They don't. They don't. You, what did you say two minutes ago? Are they that? Are they improving or are they just not that good and making the same mistakes over and over? They're not learning, Spike. That's the frustrating thing for me. And they come back and they say they're right there. Oh, they, it's like, come you know on. what it is? Here's what it is. And Spike, you're, you're a dad, you know. It's like your kid is yesing you to death so yeah. you'll just be quiet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're yesing him to death so so he'll be quiet. Yeah. And they're going to go out and play the way they want to play anyway. They don't listen, and the coach got to keep Frank in there on one of those two shooters, and he puts it. Dennis Smith played all right for 15 minutes. He scored some points. He's small. He He's never going to be. He's going to be a bench player. We know that. Already. He had 13 points in 15 minutes. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. He didn't mm-hmm. He'll have five points in 18 minutes. That's fine. And I'm not worried about it. Well, play wait a minute, Spike. I, I got I to hear this again. Are you say? I heard you say twice, they should have kept Nilakina in. That's right. Spike, are you, what? Yeah. 
Yeah. He played he, well tonight. 17 he, points in 33 minutes. But, but, but he kept Barrett in for more minutes. He kept it in front of him. That's what he did. He kept the guys in front of him. Uh, I don't know what he's doing with this three-point shot. The league is, it, every game's the same game. It is. They're getting killed at 40, 45, 47%. They made their threes tonight, but Philly was missing one of their players. Yeah. Let this, this is why I say it's the worst loss of the year. Mm-hmm. They were up by 17, yep. and that you just knew it was coming. You, yeah. And they got Morris and Randall, and Morris crossed the line. He's a hothead. We know that. Mm-hmm. To Kansas. And he's got the same player pounding the ball and pounding the ball and pounding the ball when these kids want to run. I, I'll tell you another thing, too. You ain't going to like this, too. You know, I love it. Uh, I got it. Kevin Knox a shot. He, he showed me nothing. He did not have a good night tonight. No, he hasn't had a good night in two weeks. Does he watch yeah. the ball? Alan, is Alan calling? Yes, he will. Okay. You, t- you tell Alan. Well, I'm not telling you what to say. If you want to, <laughs> you can tell him I think Kevin Knox is ball watching every time he comes into court, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, Spike. Thanks for the phone call. 1-800-919-3776. On Twitter, at Hardesty ESPN, at ESPNNY98 underscore 7FM. Here are, is our Twitter poll question of the night. How do you feel about this Nick loss? Are you frustrated? Are you hopeful? Or are you not surprised? Via Twitter so far, Sakeem 13, not surprised. They went up 17, but can't guard the three. Once the Sixers started making shots, I knew it would be trouble. Campania says, simple, we need Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, and Kevin Love. (laughs) And how are you going to get those players? You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. We can compete against any team in the league, uh, although we have to work on our game and, and keep being consistent like that to uh, give ourselves a chance to to, to compete in, the, in those type of games. It was, I think, a, a very high-intensity type of game. Uh, so, I mean, that's good for us. That's only improvement for it from here. Uh, we're going to take that, watch that film, and see what we did good, see what we have to improve, and just build on that. It's ESPN New York tonight. That's Frank Nilakina after the latest Nick loss. A disappointing loss because they were up 17 in the third quarter on the road in Philly against a 76ers team that is undefeated at home. You're listening to ESPN New York tonight here on 98.7 ESPN. Please participate in our Twitter poll question. want to hear from you. How do you feel about this Knicks loss? Are you frustrated, hopeful, or not surprised? So far, 21% of you say you are frustrated. 21% of you say you are hopeful. 58% of you say you are not surprised. You're not surprised. Weigh in with your thoughts next. Let's head back to the phones. Ray is in Baldwin. Ray, you're next on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Larry, what's going on? What's up, partner? What's happening? Hey, how you doing, Larry? Oh, man, Larry, let me tell you something, man. Talk to me. Oh, man. So, uh, you know, uh, in the order, let's say I'm hopeful first and then frustrated. Okay. Okay. Hearing, I, I take a class on Wednesday and I come out, you know, especially after the last two wins. Granted, you know, we're playing Dallas. They're, they're a decent team, you know, with um, Porzingis over there and um, uh, uh, big bad boy uh, Doncic. And then you, you, you beat a team like Cleveland where you're supposed to be mm-hmm. after a loss in them. Now, I hear they're up 17 points in the third. I get in my car. I'm listening to the radio. I'm like, no way. Are you kidding me on Philly? On Philly, there's 70 points up. Like, wow, it must have been the third quarter. 
because I drank the Kool-Aid and I stopped trying to drink Kool-Aid, man. I took a sip of it tonight. <laughs> so I'm like, man, how are they going to lose this one tonight? I finally get to a TV. They're down three points, 93-90, and they're fighting. They're scrapping. So I'm thinking in my head, who do they have on this team that is going to facilitate them to win a game when it's clutch time? There is not a person there. Not a point guard there, not, not a veteran there. You know what I'm saying? And this is the problem. You know, I, I am hopeful. I am hopeful. And you know what? I don't think they should fire Fisdale. I think he's a good coach, and I think they need to let him build chemistry with the team. But, you know, there is no leadership in that fourth quarter. It's the same story every single time for year and year out. You play hard for three quarters, and all of a sudden, here we go, fourth quarter. Here we go again. Same old Knicks, Larry. Same old Knicks. You know what I'm saying? I hear you, right? Thanks for the phone call. And here's the reason why. You have veterans on the team, but you need a veteran point guard. A veteran point guard who knows where to get players the ball in what position. Because what happens is when they need a basket, people start going one-on-one, and they think he's the guy. And they aren't. So they're putting up shots. They're dribbling the ball. They're pounding it into the into the court, and people are standing around. And then they'll put up bad shots, and combination of bad shots offensively, poor transition defense, bad three point defense, and before you know it, your seventeen point lead is gone because the opposition went on a twenty two five run. That's what happened to the Knicks tonight. That's what has happened. Do we know the Knicks need a point guard? Absolutely. We've known for a while that the Knicks need a point guard. A real legitimate point guard. What else do they need? They need a closer. They don't have one. They've got guys who can be pretty good options if you had a closer. Because then the pressure wouldn't be on them. The pressure would be on the closer. So if you got the ball to the closer and the closer passed the ball up, these guys would, you know, will hit the shot. That's what they need. They need veteran point guard play, and very simply, they need a closer. Phil from Brooklyn. Hey, Phil, you're next on 9870 ESPN. Good evening, Larry. How you doing, pal? Good, Phil. What's up? Nothing much. I think I'm part of the 58% that says I'm not surprised, but I'm angry also. Wow. Why are you angry, Phil? Because I'm angry is because it's like – you know what's going to happen. They're up by 17, and you say this is wonderful, and then you see a three. Okay, and then they cut it down, and then you know what's happening, and you know what's coming. And as professional athletes, when you look around and you know you have a lead, you have to say to yourself, okay, no one, no other players are showing up. It's just us. So let's play some defense, and let's win this game. But instead, they look like a deer in headlights that no one can focus. Mm. Transition, forget about transition. Mm-hmm. Uh, horrible, yep. but it's going to come to a point when they have to look in the mirror and say, listen, this team is this team. No one's showing up to bail us out. We either play defense and start trying as a team, or it's going to be, as it, unfortunately this year has already started, the same old Knicks, just like the same old Jets. Yeah. It's rough, Phil. It, it, it's disappointing. Thanks for the phone call. Because here's the thing. You expected them not to be great, but you expected them to be better, and with a little, a little luck because they're in the East, you know, maybe, maybe you're flirting around with the possibility, an outside shot for meaningful games in the last month that could put you in potentially in the spot for maybe an eighth seed. 
That's what you're, that's what you were hoping for at the beginning of the season. Now you've got, now you've been reduced to, you know what? They've played better over the past four games. It's, it's better. It's, it's, they look better. It's, you know, they're coming together. It's, you're, you're, you're begging <laughs> for something positive. You just, you just, look, Frank Nielakin is growing. He's getting better. And I'm not saying these things aren't happening, but what I am saying is they're not happening enough that's translating into wins. Yes, you had wins against the, the past two of the past two games. Okay. You did. And yes, a solid win against Dallas on the road and at the garden. No question about it. But here's an opportunity for you to build on that. Okay. And you have a lead on the road. You know, the home team's going to make a run. You know they're not going to just give up like that. They're going to make a run. Plus, they're better than you. That's why you can't afford to get to get lazy defensively. You can't afford to put up bad shots. You don't have that margin for error because you're not that good. Okay? So you have to be on point. You can't make those dumb mistakes. Samson Flatbush. Hey, Sam, you're next on 987 ESPN. Um, hi, Larry. What's um, up, Sam? In the MLB, when a, when everyone knows that the analytics is saying to hit home runs, you don't pitch down away, you pitch up on top. Why can't these Knicks just know not to play hit the threes? That's my first point. My second point is you were saying the other week that you want Curry to sit out for the rest of the season. Yeah, and why? I said the other week I wanted who to sit out the rest of the year? Curry. You think Steph the Curry? Warriors shouldn't bring him back? Oh, yeah. Why, why would you? Why would you? What, did you see him play tonight? No. No, I agree they shouldn't bring him back. But you okay, think no, they, the reason why you think they could because here's the thing: on a top five pick, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Here's the thing for Giannis. No, 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 no. Giannis is not. No, no, no. Sam, here's here's the problem. Thanks for the phone call. Unless somebody kidnaps and impersonates the front office in Milwaukee, Giannis is not going anywhere. He's the MVP of the league. They're not trading the MVP. They're not. So forget about that. They're not, they are not trading him. He is going to be, you know, he's going to be a Milwaukee Buck for life. Unless they can't find the money to pay him. But somehow, Sam, I don't think that's going to be a problem. I think they'll be able to resign him and he'll be there. No, they're not moving. And for me, I just felt at the time, uh, you know, both splash brothers down. No Durant. I mean, you know. And here's the other thing. Remember, the Nets have the uh, Golden State's pick. So if you're Golden State, it's lottery protected. So if you're Golden State, you're like, we could be bad and still get a decent lottery pick, still get a, a, a pick, and we'll be okay. Why rush to bring him back? Now, if you're telling me that both players are coming back later in the season and they're kind of around kind of around the playoff situation maybe but i wouldn't rush to bring him back why would i rush to bring curry back i mean he he's been in the same situation that uh lebron james was in he's been to the finals in what five 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 out of the last six years or something like that he's gone to the finals let let him rush that body because he's had a lot of injuries over his career 
You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Yeah, they are. We, we, I think all of our guys owned it. That's, that's something in the game that we could control uh, is getting to those guys and making them put the ball on the floor and, and, and making another play. Um, I thought for three quarters we really, really defended them well. Uh, but when you, you can't, this is a team, you know, they're considered contenders. And you just can't let off the gas one second. Uh, they'll really make you pay. So how many times does he have to tell them that? How many times does coach, 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 when was the last time you said to them, defend the three? So when did they come back? So after the post game, okay, go. when they're watching film tomorrow, when they're watching video, by the way, this is ESPN New York tonight on 98.7 ESPN. When they're watching video tomorrow, what do they say? Coach, we didn't defend the three. <laughs> really? Again, you didn't defend the three. What does it take? What does it take to defend the three? Answer it! Every game. Answer it! They don't defend the three and they come back and they say, we really have to defend the three. Answer it! 1-800-919-3776. Your thoughts on Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. How do you feel about this Nick loss? Are you frustrated, hopeful, or <laughs> not surprised? Hey, Ryan and Bud Lake, you're next on 987 ESPN. Larry, I think I might be in the minority here, but I'm actually one of the people who's hopeful about this whole situation. Okay. Why? I mean, if you, if you would have, t- if you would have place to bet that the Knicks were going to be up 17 on Philadelphia in Philadelphia, you probably would have got 12,000 to one odds that that would have even have happened. So the fact that the fact that they lost from that, I mean, is one thing, but that was never even supposed to happen. And like you said, the difference between good teams and bad teams is they can flip the switch and turn it on. The Knicks just don't have that capability. Nope. And did anybody think with bringing in Taj Gibson and Julius Randle, and Morris, I mean that this was gonna that there was gonna be that much of an improvement because I didn't. So they're kind of on par where I thought they would be. But what makes me hopeful is you might be able to trade a guy like Morris yes. and get get a valuable draft pick. You know, you can see that Barrett can play. Yes, Bill Keenan looks like there might be something there. I may and, have to reevaluate him, Ryan. I may have to. I may have to yeah, reevaluate there might be him. Something there. And I know Knox isn't getting the minutes, and you know you really haven't liked what you've seen out of him. But I still say this kid is still so young. Even mm-hmm. if it takes him another year, there still could be something there because he was just so young and so raw coming out of college that, you know, I, patience is going to be the ultimate test of him. But we want to see that Barrett can play. We're probably going to get a good draft pick. We're probably going to be able to move Morris for, for something decent. So, mm-hmm. I mean, all in all, I, I didn't expect a good record. I didn't expect these guys to be able to do that much better than last year. So I'm hopeful. The one thing I will say mm-hmm. is if you're gonna if you're gonna move on from Fisdale, you gotta do it now because with these young guys, these are foundation years. This is where you build for the future. And if you're gonna move him out next year if he has a bad year, move him out now and get a guy in here like Mark Jackson who can start laying that foundation now. That's the only thing I will say. Ryan, I agree with you a thousand percent. I would love if they're gonna move on from Fisdale, they have to move to a Mark Jackson. But I don't know if they will because they had the opportunity to have Mark Jackson here in the first place. And didn't do it. Out of the folks that we spoke to on the air, Han and myself, 
I would dare say 90% wanted Mark Jackson for this job. I would, you know, just a, you know, on an, an unofficial poll, about 90%. Every time, we want Mark Jackson, we want Mark Jackson. And it comes back to what Alan Hahn has said previously. It's about the fact that you know that, that he's New York. He understands. Look, people that's not, that aren't from here, they don't get it. Oh, New Yorkers think they're so superior. New Yorkers think they're this. It's different here. It just is. It just is. We hold our players to a higher standard. We hold our, we hold our teams to a higher standard. We expect more from our guys. We just do. We expect more from our teams. And unfortunately, other than the Yankees, we've been very disappointed. Islanders are showing some signs this year. Rangers appear to be on the right track. Now, I mean, there's teams that look like they're turning the corner and getting on the right track. But for the most part, we've been disappointed. Because we expect more from our guys. And gals, we expect a high level. And we're not getting it. And we're not happy about it. And so while I understand, Ryan, that you're hopeful, and I understand you're hopeful because you believe that if these veterans, especially under the one-year deal, which I get, meaning come playoff trade time, come trade time, you can move them because they have an expiring contract. And hopefully you can get some draft choices and they can go help a, a contender. That's what you're hoping. But are you going to – I mean, you think about it of late. R.J. Barrett, pretty good draft choice. Looks to be, right? I guess when you look back, Porzingis, pretty good draft choice at the time, right? Frank Nilakina, jury's still out. You know, he's trending upward right now. I, I told you at the beginning, I was done with him. So I have to reevaluate. He still needs to see this is the thing about him that drives me nuts. He, he's a tease. He'll give you games like tonight. He gave you games the other night where he played great defense and no scoring. He gives you games tonight where he had some scoring and defense and you're like, <sighs> we got him. This is it. This is Nilakina. This is what we're talking about. So I've been on that roller coaster. I'm going to sit this one out and watch somebody else ride the roller coaster until it goes more consistently. So I'm not ready to jump on the French Prince bandwagon yet. Okay? But you'll know when I when I when I'm on that bandwagon. You'll know because I'll be playing this. Now this is a story all about how my life got But I'm not ready to play that yet. But I have it ready. You say I got it ready. So when he really starts moving, I'll enjoy it. I'll give him the credit. I criticized him. I got no problem giving him credit when he plays well. He played well tonight on both sides of the basketball. And that's great. 1-800-919-3776. Erickson Rockaway. What's up, E? You're next on 9870 ESPN. Larry. <clears throat> so you hit the nail on the head before. We're missing a closer. And yep. we're missing a facilitator. Yep. This team's not going to go anywhere without missing talent. Nope. Neither will the Mets. Neither will the Jets, neither will the Giants. I mean, being realistically, New York fans, we, we hold our teams to a higher standard, but without talent, you can't expect to go anywhere. Frank Nilakina is a talent. Problem is, Frank Nilakina is not facilitating and playing the defense. I would rather see him facilitate and play the defense mm. than to put up the points 
Okay. Mark Jack- Look, Mark Jackson facilitated the ball. He wasn't a big point guy, but he moved the ball. He knew how to put people in position to be yeah. successful yep. and to keep the ball moving. Yep. So this is what's happening. We get stagnant after we're up. We're exactly what you said. We're standing around watching uh, Randall take shots, standing around watching Morris lead the team with, with assists, and it was just inevitable that that was going to happen. Yep. It's just it's the same same thing. But it's look, I'm I'm happy we were in the game. Um, the last three games very promising. It's looking good. But again, Fisdale, like uh, like Bowles, like uh, like Gaines, like uh, like Shermer. You can't win without talent. You have to have the talent. We failed to get the talent we needed to bring the team over the top. It's just not going to happen. So anybody who wants to be delusional about the team that we have, thinking that we were going to go somewhere, and not that that we weren't going to be competitive, Mm -hmm. because the team can be competitive Mm -hmm. if they learn to play together. Remember, there's still like nine, eight, nine guys that are brand new playing with each other. So um, we can't be delusional about where we're going. We need to see we need to see progress and going in the right direction. It's frustrating because nobody wants to keep seeing the team lose, but at the same sense, you can't hold you can't hold the coach accountable for the talent that he has there. He didn't put it together. They're, they're picking up the pieces. They're cleaning up what was there, what Phil Jackson left. And um, I mean, we have to assess them when you have real talent. But here's the thing. I hear what you're saying, Eric. Eric, you're a thousand percent right. Thanks for the phone call. But here's the issue that I have. It's, you're right about talent, but here's the issue I have. If they continue to make the same mistakes and do the same things that keep them from winning, then how do I, how do I judge that? Do I judge that on the coach? Or do I judge that on the players? Because, Eric, this is not the first conversation we've had. And I'm, I'm taking talent on the side now. Put talent on the side. I understand what you're saying. This is not the first conversation we've had about not defending the three. This is not the first conversation we've had about them not getting back on defense. This is not the first conversation we've had. And to the point that, when they had a big lead, you know what? We're looking, we're surprised if they don't give up the lead. <laughs> Not that, okay, this time they didn't give up the lead. We're expecting them to give up the lead. See, that's the issue I have. I understand being hopeful, I understand about talent, I understand that you're not surprised and all that. But at some point in time, This team should learn from their mistakes, and they don't seem to do it. Do I understand they don't have a facilitator? Yes. Do I understand they don't have a closer? Yes. Do I understand they've got veterans who, because you don't have those things, they feel like they've got to be, you know, he's the guy. Yes, I understand that. But the fundamental things that you can control, not switching, Play, moving your feet so you can defend your guy. The things that you can control, that you can do to help the team win, they consistently fall short in doing the little things. And that's the issue I have. I know they weren't going to win the division. <laughs> I know they're not coming out of the East. But still, 
Every time you you hear you heard Fisdale, they told him what they did wrong. So they know. So if they know, why do they keep doing it? You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Wednesday night edition of the show. Thank you for joining us. And via Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. AP and Nikki riding with you until midnight. Then it's Freddie and Fitzsimmons here on 98.7. Our Twitter poll question of the evening. How do you feel about this Knicks loss? Are you frustrated? Are you hopeful? Are you not surprised? 19% of you say you are frustrated. 22% of you say you are hopeful. 58% of you say you are not surprised. We will drive home with uh, Alan and Wally. Combination of the two or one at the bottom of the hour. Right now we talk to you at 1-800-919-3776. Trey from Brooklyn, Texas is next on 98.7. What's up, T? Thanks for taking my call, Larry. I appreciate you, man. You got it, partner. What's up? Um, frustratingly surprised. With <laughs> I don't even know what to say, Larry. I mean, like all the callers are right in line. You know, we've been watching these games for years. We know how this is going to go. When they got up 17, we knew the bottom was going to fall out. It was just a matter of how the hell it was going to fall out. We knew this. We knew this. Um We've spoken off, you know, you know, through Twitter, Larry, and mm-hmm. you, you know, you me, Uncle Spike. You know how we do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so, so I'm. I guess I have to take that back. I'm really not surprised, Larry. This is this is what we thought it was going to be. Um, Fizdale is. He looks to be. It looks like they holding on to something, Larry. And then, like you said, they they show up one night, and then the next night they just, you know, and, and Frank is up and down, and you can't really trust him, and. Dennis Smith looks like he wants to have a jump shot, but, you know, Modell's probably closed now, so he can't go get one. So, you know, I mean, we got a lot of work to do with this team, and it's going to take a, it's going to take a lot. You, I like Mook's, uh, Mook Morris. I like his fight. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I just hate it, man, because he's not going to be here. Larry, yeah. he's not part of what we're doing. No. no. You know, oddly, oddly enough, he could be pick, he could have been picking a fight with some future teammates. That's true. You're right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, you're right. I mean, I appreciate the fight. I appreciate the tenacity because it's missing in that, and we don't have a culture yet. We don't have a damn point guard, Larry, to bring the ball up the floor. Nope, you don't. You don't. It's frustrating, it, 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 and it's frustrating. As, and I know the fans—they get out there in the cold and they wait and they, they sit in the garden and, and watch them lose. And I know it's frustrating, man, because I mean I saw a win, so I was happy. I mean, a letter, a letter to Adam Silver. Can we please get the Mavericks like? Twice a month. <laughs> That's all I ask, Adam Silver. I, I know you're listening because it's the best show on 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 the air. So, Adam Silver, you at home right now, drinking your Bigelow tea? You know what I'm saying? We need the Mavs twice a month until April. And and you know what, Larry? Uh-huh. Guess what? Number four seed, Larry, be a four <laughs> seed in the East. You can play the Mavs. You can play the Mavs. You're right. Twice a month. You're right. It's tough, to watch. it's tough to watch. We just got to hold it down because there's going to be more of this. There's yeah, it is. Be high. 
There's going to be some more highs, and we're going to get really high off this team. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be some lows, too. You know, we lose to teams that we really shouldn't be losing to, you know, like, you know, theoretically. But we're going to lose a lot of games. We're going to win a few two-legs. But this is going to be tough to watch because we don't have a, we don't have a culture. We do not have a point guard. And our our coach is looking up at the big screen. He's like, he's too busy looking up at the screen, Larry, trying to wait to see if he's going to challenge something. <laughs> Larry went, what do you look? Larry, what are you supposed to do when the when the coach is looking up at the screen? What, well, what, here's what you, what you do, Trey, and thanks for the phone call. You're hoping that his assistants are doing what they're supposed to do and looking and, and talking to guys and coaching them up and telling them where to move and stuff like that. That's what you're hoping. But, see, once again, it's – and that's what's so frustrating about the Knicks is that – see, you'll look at this – you'll look at this effort tonight – and how good they were for three quarters. And there'll be a team, like you said, Trey, down the line that you know you're supposed to beat and they'll, and they'll just lose pitifully. And you're like, well, you'll ask that question. The one that we always ask. So how could they play that way against Philly and lose to this team? Fill in the blank. Or how could they beat Dallas twice and lose to this team? And that's, and that's what you look at because when you don't have consistent talent and you don't have people who can do more than one thing, like AP and I were talking during the break, and he said, there's too many specialists on this team. You need a team that can do uh, some people that can do more than one thing. I think R.J. Barrett can do more than one thing as he gets further along in his career, further along this season. I think he can do more than one thing. But once again, because of the inconsistency, I mean, if you put yourself in in – David Fisdale's position, he's looking down the bench. He's like, okay, Dotson was good last game. Will he be good this game? Knox was good last game. Will he be good this game? So you put him in, and then you're like, okay, he's not good. How long do I ride with him? Do I pull him? Do, do, what do I do? Man, I haven't played Alonzo Trier since, man, I can't remember the last time I played Alonzo Trier. Well, why am I not playing him? Is it I need defense, but I need some offense, but – he gives me offense, but he kills me defensively. So, you know, he's looking down the bench. He's like, dang, I don't know what to do. And the players are looking back at him like, coach, put me in. Coach. Erickson Yonkers, what's up here? You're next on 987 ESPN. Hey, what's up, Larry? Thanks for taking the call. You got it, partner. Uh, what's happening? You know, man, I'm not surprised, but, uh, you know, you hit the nail on the head when you talk about consistency. It seems like, you know, Frank had an all right game. As soon as someone plays above expectations and someone plays below, like R.J. Barrett had eight points in 38 minutes. I mean, how do you how do you score eight? You know, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure you could score more than eight in, in 40 minutes, Larry. Well, you, you know, know, I don't, I don't want to brag, but, you know, I, I do all right. <laughs> but, uh, but, but here's the no, thing, Eric, and I'll let you get to your point in a second. Here's the thing. When, he's a rookie. So he's going to have, you expect those nights. He's going to have those nights where, you know, he shot four of 12 tonight. He's going to have nights where he's going to have issues like that. So that's why you need your veteran players to be able to step up. Now, look, Randall had a decent game. He had 17 points in 36 minutes. I mean, stat line is pretty good. Morris had 22 points, but he took 21 shots. So, you know, you, you just, on nights when you can't shoot the ball well, Eric, 
you need to try to do something defensively. And Fisdale tried. He went to his own. He went to different things, trying to trying to find a way to defend some guys. And they just they couldn't defend and they couldn't score. And because they are limited in direction from a point guard or 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 a closer, which neither of them they have, this is what you see, Eric, all the time. They they get panicky and they don't know when somebody needs to take direction and take over. They don't. It's not that. It just seems like every time they have a lead, they're nervous with a lead. You know, it's like they, they're like, all right, we're up. when They're up 17, and it's like, oh, boy, are we going to blow this or what? And, and, you know, like you said, everyone's standing around. you got guys trying to play hero ball. And uh, it comes back, like always, in the fourth quarter. They just got to have smarter shots, Larry. Yep. I mean, you know, they, and they got to not, not to knock on Barrett, but 12 shots. I'm pretty sure, you know, out of those 12 shots, uh, the six, you know, a lot of them that I've seen, you know, they, they weren't they weren't good shots. Mm-hmm. And if they move the ball around more and get him in, the, you know, for him to drive a lane, which he's only going to his right because he can't go, or no, he's only going to his left because he can't go to his right. But, mm-hmm. you know, who knows what would have happened. You're right, Eric. Thanks for the phone call. But, see, if you had a point guard, that would solve that problem. So the question's going to be because – they don't have one, and I don't think one's going to walk through the garden anytime soon. How do they make the adjustment and find a way to execute better down the stretch? You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. It's ESPN New York Tonight on 98.7 ESPN. Also on Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. Getting your thoughts about the latest Nick loss tonight. Checking your pulse on it. Were you frustrated, hopeful, or not surprised? Nick's had a 17 point lead, but it dissipated. And once again, you know, especially on the road, that the home team is going to make a run. You understand that. The question is, what do you do defensively, okay, and offensively, what plays can you run? I know we don't have a point guard. I keep hearing that. I know. I know. And as I said, one's not walking through the garden door tomorrow. So Fisdale and his crew has got to find a way that people understand when we get in this situation, here's what we need to do. And the guys keep telling them what they're doing wrong and telling them what they're doing wrong. I just want them to correct it. That's all I need. I mean, they're not going to win every game. I know that. I understand that. But it's frustrating. It's not. Here's the thing. It's not frustrating that they're losing. It's frustrating how they're losing. Either they don't give you effort or they screw it up late. And on games when they win, you see that they win. They put up big leads and they kind of hold on. <laughs> you know, that's how they do. Mike's in Queens. What's up, Mike? Good evening, Larry. How are you? I'm all right, Mike. How are you? Uh, uh Larry, I, I, I don't know. I really, I, I don't know. But uh, <clears throat> the Knicks and their lack of point guard. Uh, I don't know why Alonzo Trier is on the bench. Uh, there may be a reason. Uh, can he solve the next point guard situation? Probably not. Uh, Frank Neal, Kina, 17 points. He did hit a three. In fact, he hit two threes. Uh, shocking there. But no assists. 
I love the points. I love the three, but no assist. You're the point guard. That bothers me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr., does he want to play today? How is he feeling? Is it a full moon? Uh, who else do they have? I don't know. Uh, but, do, do, you know, do they go by committee, rotations? If you're a Fisdell, you got to... I, I know there's nothing there, but you, you got to create something. And when it comes to a 17-point lead and how you lose it, Larry, uh, it's all about whenever you have something in front of you that you want and it's right there and it just the, it bottoms out, I know that feeling. You left, you're broken. It breaks you to a million pieces. Why concentration, Larry? If you can get the 17-point lead, you are focused, and to lose it, it's lack of concentration. It's lack mm-hmm. of focus. It's not doing what you did to get there. Bad luck, other things, components, but what to bottom out like that, lack of concentration. And Nick fans, I know how you feel today. You feel broken. Uh, so am I every day, but not because of the Knicks. I hear you, Mike. Well, hope things turn around for you, but you make some great points. It is. They do not do, they don't continue to do what gets them the lead. They don't. It'll be a play where it might be a broken play or it's a turnover. You know, I mean, it's one of those turnovers. It's, it's like they have 14 turnovers and it's, it's usually during that stretch where they probably were on the 22-5 run that lost them the lead. How many times did they turn the ball over? I was listening to, um, Brendan Brown and Ed Cohen, who did the game here on 987 ESPN, along with Dan Gross, who handled the pre halftime and post. And the one thing that, uh, Coach Brown said, is right. In the in the in the moments when they had the lead, they got all the hustle balls, all the 50-50 balls they came up with them. When Philly took the lead back, they didn't get them. So Philly got extra possessions and the rebounding was an issue. Okay? The rebounding was an issue for them. Okay? Philly just, you know, Philly constantly off the offensive boards. So those second-chance points hurt them. It did. So, you know, these are things that they'll continue to watch video. They'll continue to try to figure it out. But, you know, hopefully they'll find a way to to get this straightened out. David Fisdale was asked, how do you motivate, how do you motivate guys when the opposition – continues to hit the three yeah they are but we we i think all of our guys owned it that's that's something in the game that we could control uh is getting to those guys and making them put the ball on the floor and 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 making another play um i thought for three quarters we really really defended them well uh but when you you can't this is a team you know they're considered contenders and you just can't let off the gas one second uh they'll really make you pay so how many times have you heard that? How many times have you heard Alan Hahn and Wally Zerbiak say that on MSG? How many times have you heard Alan Hahn say that here? How many times have you heard me say that here? How many times have you heard the caller say that? How many times? Do experience. Do, do, do we have to play the Kobe Chicago game again for you? Do we? Seven threes? Do we have to do that? Do we? Do you have to go back to the to the game that you lost with a buzzer beating three because he was open because Nilakina A was turned around and B went for the steal when he didn't need to, where you can't leave that kid alone? 
Why? What? How many times do you have to to do this before you learn? Teddy's in Queens. What's up, Teddy? You're next on 987 ESPN. Yeah, man. Go ahead, Teddy. What's up? Yeah, so, like I said, I'm a lifelong Knicks fan, man. And, you know, I listen to the comments, you know, as an ex-player and a coach. Um, the bottom line is we, we don't have a team, and we just going to be a city that's going to keep just, like, making excuses. We don't need marquee players. We just need superstars. Like the last time they won the championship, all of those cats was Hall of Fame cats. We don't have nobody that can even get a job in the paper factory to make a ballot for the Hall of Fame. We don't have a team. So when Dolan wants to stop acting like Trump and get some brains and spend that money and buy a team, we'll be in contention. Until then, it's just going to be like, you know, uh, sad, soapy suds in the band, man. For but here's real. the thing, Teddy, and thanks for the phone call. He's bought players. When they when they bought, that's not the answer either. You try to squeeze free agents together, that doesn't always work. That doesn't guarantee you a championship. You look at what Golden State did. Did Golden State get a bunch of free agents and put that team together? No, they didn't. They built them through the draft. They developed them. And then they added pieces along the way. But the nucleus was not of Superstar players. Robbie's in Massachusetts. What's up, Robbie? You're next on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Larry. Just wanted to talk about... You there, Robbie? I'm here. The Ranger win against Washington was impressive tonight. It shows you what the Rangers can do. And, uh, you know, obviously making some bad chance still hurt, but hopefully they'll be back. But, but you saw what the Rangers were able to do tonight, you know? So I was pretty excited about it. Well, you should be, Robbie. And I got to run. Thanks for the phone call. You should be. I know... AP was laughing over here, just had a big grin on his face. Just, just so, so excited. So excited about the way the Rangers played tonight. Although he was yelling at the King about, you know, listen, don't, stop clearing the boards, get, get between the pipes where you belong. You're so mean to the King. It's no the respect. one part of his game that he still has yet to, uh, to fix. But if that's the biggest problem, then we're in good shape. I so, love beating Washington. I know you do. So consistently, this has been an issue for this team, but it's a young team. So you kind of expect that, no? Right, and it's kind of like what we've been talking about with the Knicks. It's a team that's inconsistent, and sometimes you look and say, how can you lose to a team like the Ottawa Senators, and then how can you beat a Washington Capitals team that hasn't given up more than two goals all year long, or hasn't, I'm sorry, hasn't scored less than two goals all year long, and you managed to hold them to one goal. Uh, but the difference is they have Artemi Panarin, they have Capo Caco atop, basically they're R.J. Barrett, who are ready to take the step of, leading this team in terms of scoring. Uh, the Knicks don't have that score. You know you bring Artemi Panarin and Capo Caco on the ice, you have a good chance of scoring a goal. R.J. Barrett comes and goes. Uh, mm -hmm. Marcus Morris comes and goes. If Marcus Morris gets into more foul trouble, he'll he'll be in trouble. Uh, Julius Randle had a great game uh, against Cleveland, uh, but then came up small in other areas. So it's, it's finding that scorer. The Knicks need an Artemi Panarin. That was going to be the Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving. They didn't get that this offseason. They're mm -hmm. a step behind the Rangers in terms of rebuild. Yeah, they are. But the young players on the Rangers are performing very well right now. Very well. And look, and, and listen, you've got Sabanajad being hurt, and you're still finding ways to stay competitive, finding ways sometimes to steal a win. That's a good thing. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.